0: living a developed life. One of the highest compliments, you can write this down too, or descriptions given to a Christian is to refer to them as a godly person. That's one of the highest compliments to refer to or look to a Christian as a godly person. Um, Because that is our whole intent for coming to Christ is to grow in and develop in godliness. Um, go to Luke chapter 9, verse 23, and he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life will lose it. Save his life, his will, shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life, his will, for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gained the whole world and lose himself or be a castaway? The whole point of this denying yourself and carrying your cross and following Jesus is so we can develop this life that God intended, this developed life. It is not a life that just happens. It must be developed. I think this is one of the reasons why we see believers that struggle so much because they think once I got saved, this was all just going to happen. You must develop in godliness. You must train yourself to live the way God intended for you to live as been outlined in his word. Say amen to that. Amen. And so when you live, when you develop this godly life, you create or you produce power in your life for living, not just for church, but say for living amen. say for living. And so Paul warned us about hypocritical believers that don't develop this life. He says you have a form of godliness but you don't have any power that goes with it. So you can tell people who, who who are not developing this life of godliness and Christ-likeness because they have all the forms of being a believer or a church gore or a Christian but there is no power for living. When I said power for living I mean power in your marriage, with your children, um, 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 in your finances, and in, 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 in your career there is power there is there is an ability to operate as God intended write that down when I talk about this powerful living that means an ability to operate as God intended in every area of your life not just in church not just in your serving not just in you being a greeter or usher or prayer leader or I sing in the choir or I lead the worship but in your everyday living there is an ability to operate as as God intended and when you develop this life of Christ likeness you move further into that you move further into that and the more of you is denied the more of you falls off the more of your will is cancelled and you end up living as God intended for you to live and if you don't do that you will struggle yes you're saved yes you're going to go to heaven but you'll struggle here and now it is not the will of God that we struggle here and now and wait until we get to heaven and everything going to be great and and, and glorious and mansions and streets of gold. No, 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 no. He wants you to have this good life right here. He wants you to leave church today and go to have lunch with your family or your husband or your wife and your children and have a great time and have great conversation and ain't nobody arguing and fussing and looking upside nobody's head. That's all a part of this good life. He wants you to go to work tomorrow and punch in or clock in or check in and get along peacefully with your co-workers and your Boss and do your work and not be mad because it's Monday. Stop all those Monday memes on Facebook. I hate this Monday. Every day is a good day for me. I don't care if it's Monday or Friday. God is a good God every day of the week and I get up with a fresh pep in my step on Monday just like I do on payday. Come on say amen because every day is payday for me. Hallelujah. So, so, so said godliness. Now write this down. I got to slow down now. I don't want to preach this at all. I don't even want to talk loud. So godliness, write down these definitions, my dear friends. (laughs) Godliness is Christ-likeness. Write it down. It It is the what would Jesus do. Godliness is the character of Christ. It is obeying and following the wishes of God, the commands of God. It is devotion to God that leads to a life that's pleasing to God. Write it down. You say you're going too fast, get the CD. It is our relationship with God in action. It is our love for God, our desire for the things of God, our fear of God. God, I believe there's a portion of the body of Christ that have lost the fear of the Lord. That is all a part of this God likeness. So again, it's Christ likeness. It is the character of Christ. It is the what would Jesus do? It is conforming to the laws and wishes of God, obeying and following the the commands of God. It is our devotion to God that results in a life that is pleasing to God. It is living as God intended, as I just said. It is our relationship with God in action. Go to Titus chapter 1. And, and, and all through the New Testament we're encouraged we're commanded to live godly in this present world say amen to that amen. so even Paul in Titus 1 and 1 when he speaks of his own description um, he points to godliness he says in Titus 1 and 1 I'm reading from the New Living Translation Upper Room he says this letter is from Paul a slave of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ I have been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen and to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly. Paul said, "I've been sent to teach you the truth which is going to show you how to live godly, how to embrace godliness." Go to Titus chapter 2, one door over. This is when that's when Paul spoke of his own job description, his own grace and calling. This is when he spoke of us believers Christian life. He points again to godliness of Titus 2 verse 11 and 12 in the King James for the grace of God that bringeth salvation at the to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust desires and cravings we should live soberly righteously look at here and godly in this present world, whenever you see world, you can write down system. Because this world system is, is a Babylonian system that is not designed to embrace or, or or operate in harmony with the laws of God. And so if we are believers, which means we submit to the laws of God, he says, although you're in this system that's corrupt and bogus and and, and and that's Babylon, you still have a command to live soberly, to live right and to live godly, to operate in godly character, in Christ's character. And all those definitions I just gave you in this present world system regardless of what everybody else is doing on CNN and ABC and NBC and VH1 and and BET that does not line up with our laws our commands in the word of God in the truth that Paul said he came to teach us that's going to show us how to live godly we got to live godly regardless of what's around us regardless of who's around us regardless of what school system and what work system and what your auntie them doing and what your neighbors be getting Two. We have to live soberly and right and godly. And Paul says, I, an apostle of Jesus Christ, I came to show you the truth and it is, it is the truth that's going to teach you how to live godly. So I'm not teaching anything of my own. It's not my doctrine. It's not lifeline's way. I am here just like Apostle Paul. I am Apostle Reggie, come on here, to teach you the truth that's going to show you how to live godly. But I can teach it every week. You still gotta grab it and train yourself in godliness. You have to, it is, you have to pursue godliness. It is it is a righteous endeavor. You gotta tell your neighbor, so you gotta do something. It always gets back to us having to do something, don't it? Ain't gonna get away from that. Go to first Timothy six. Hallelujah. Paul even encourages Timothy to continue in his wholesome teaching. That promote godly living. I'm not hearing a lot of that. Passage. I'm not hearing a lot of just plain teaching of truth that's going to help believers live godly. I'm hearing a whole lot of fluff and pomp and circumstance and and a whole lot of promises and a whole lot of what you're going to get and it's become all about the body of Christ and we forgot about Christ. We are the body, not the head. Come on here. You ain't never seen your body on Austin and your head was on Laramie. It all works together. Come on here. As a matter of fact, your head is what tells your body what to do. So how dare the body of Christ be over here and the head is over here? Timothy six, verse two, New Living Translation. I love sharing this word. I do. If the masters are believers, look at look at verse two. I don't know I want to start there. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the latter part of verse two. I want to start there. Teach these things, Timothy, and encourage everyone to obey them. Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some people may contradict and some things may come, well, it will contradict what you learn in here, but these are the teachings of Jesus Christ. These teachings promote, I'm in the NLT, I'm in the NLT. They um, They promote a godly life. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble. I've been seeing this on CNN all week. Um, Their minds are corrupt and they have turned their backs on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Glory to God. Yet, verse 6, true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. True godliness with contentment in itself is great wealth. Why? Because I taught you on and I'll show you again on Wednesday night that godliness is profitable in all things. So you can pick apart some of this to try to get, get yourself ahead, but if you just submit to God's way of living, it'll profit you in every area. Verse number seven, after all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world. Tell your name, so you ain't bring nothing in here. And we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So I know you have these new types of home goings where the guy's on the, on the, on the bicycle or, or, or in some kind of car or, 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 or got his helmet on. You can't take that with you. You don't get to the gates. And so Peter said, come on in. And he said, wait a minute, Peter, I got to get my bike and my hat and my coat. They don't go in with you. <laughs> it says, you ain't take nothing in, you ain't going to take nothing out. So verse 8, so if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. Tell your name, said, be content but people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction if you if you attempt to do these quick um, um, get rich quick schemes for the love of money is rid of all kinds of evil that does not mean you cannot have money because I'm going to have me some money you need you some money what that means is the wrong attachment to money when money becomes your god over godliness you in trouble And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith, I see it all the time, and pierced themselves in many sorrows. But you, Timothy, you, Timothy, you, Jason, you, Victoria, you, Cassandra, you, Sanders, you are a man and woman of God. So run from all these evil things and pursue righteousness and pursue a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Pursue. It is a unrelenting effort. Pursue it. Run after it. Because I got to live godly. Because living godly benefits me in every area. I can stop and try to build some over here for finances and build some over here for marriage and build some over here for this and that and the other. But if I just live the godly life, if I train myself to live godly, then I'll be well balanced in the things of God. Bible says God hates a false balance. It's like going to the gym, JW, and spending nine months only working on your chest. You're going to be swole with toothpick legs. Come on here. Say balance. Say well balanced. Say godly life. Not godly money, godly marriage, but godly life. Every area of my life submits to the ways of God. Amen. Say amen. amen. First Timothy chapter 4. Well, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Yes I am. First Timothy 4. I want to show you what I just said. Oh, said godliness, godliness which is we just said is Christ likeness. It is faithfulness to His word. It is obedience. It is profitable. It is useful. It is helpful in all things. Say that. Say godliness is profitable, is useful, is helpful in all things. If you don't deny yourself and submit to godly living... You'll spend a lot of time trying to build all this stuff around you that when you get it, it still won't make you happy or do what you thought it was going to do. You'll have the house and the car. You'll finally get the man or the woman. You'll finally get the job and the corner office and you'll still feel some kind of way because you thought that was going to do something that it did not do. Come on, am I I the only one that experienced that before? You thought you really needed that or wanted that and when you get it, it was going to be the answer for your whole life and you got it and it was like, okay, okay. Is there something else with this? Because none of that works unless it goes through the channels of godliness. Man, 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 man. Because because godliness, what godliness does, it first of all gives you soul peace and soul prosperity. That you can enjoy all the material. If you're trying to enjoy material things without soul peace and soul prosperity, you're in trouble. I need my soul to be at peace so when I move into the house and I get the car and I get the woman I ain't expecting nothing from him or her that I ain't already got from the Lord. First Timothy 4 but refuse profane and old wives fables and exercise thyself say exercise thyself say it real loud exercise thyself rather unto godliness for bodily exercise profited little but godliness is profitable unto all things. I, I, I kind of shared some about this piece because I don't think that means that, that bodily exercises you working out ain't going to do nothing for you. That's not what that means because um, it does a great deal for you and you need to do it. Um, we need to do it. We need to do that. JW, we need to do, work out, right? Come here, come here, man. Come here. <laughs> Maybe doing worship we can have five minutes of... Um, calisthenics before worship to kind of get everybody loosened up didn't go right into worship but would you agree that bodily exercise profits a lot Okay, so and and, and, and I'll ask I can ask many trainers big and small Billy Blanks Billy links, whoever and, and they'll tell you the same thing so this can't mean that it profits you little what it means that if you don't have soul peace and soul prosperity even working out And trying to lose weight in different things won't fulfill you because your soul is not at peace. And the Lord ministered to me because I've been on many. Come, not finish, man. We're gonna do some jumping jacks in a minute. I've been on. I've been on many of things, and I've lost weight and picked it back up, and lost weight and picked it back up. And God says it's not all of what you're eating; it's what's eating you. And if you can deal with all of the inner things that's eating at you. Then you can lose not just physical weight, but you can lose mental weight and bitter weight and, and, and unforgiveness weight. Come on here. You, all, all that weight will fall off, but we've been trying to go hard on the external And God says, if you can get some soul peace and soul prosperity, then your 90 days will work this time. And your your, your eating regimen, it'll work this time. Because what tends to happen is we call it comfort food, but it's really soul food. It is not not greens and hammocks. It's food that makes us feel better because our soul is not at peace. And so I just got this revelation, my friend. So I'm about to be a whole nother somebody in a minute. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so, come on, st- we're gonna do some jumping jacks. Stand up, everybody, stand up. I, I know I woke some of y'all up, but it's okay. I know I woke some of y'all up. Okay, be seated. I, I, no, no. I just wanted to see who was going to obey the prophet. I didn't say, let's smoke a cigarette. I, I said, St- just stand up. We're going to do some jumping. You don't know what the Lord was going to do. And some of y'all wouldn't even be obedient to that. You wouldn't even just stand up. Because you need to be trained in godliness. Because godliness teaches you how to submit to authority. Not just at church, not just the man of God, but on the bus, come on, at work, on the airplane, at the laundromat, at, teach, at the Jewel. It, when you go to Jewel or you go to the store and the thing says 15 items or less. Godliness, Godliness says don't pull your car up in this aisle and you know you got 45 items. Now, Mother Agnes behind you with a with a with a bottle of 2% milk, come on here. And some cottage cheese gotta wait on you, because you got 45 items and you're looking at her like she's crazy. Because godliness trains us how to submit to authority. Godliness follows rules. I got the Holy Ghost rules on the part of me. Who told you that? Who said, I like? who said foolishness? That's foolishness. Godliness Godliness is profitable profitable, not just in church. Why tell you to turn? I had read it, didn't I? For thank you, sir. I'll get you in a minute. For bodily exercise, profit a little. Y'all got that revelation? But godliness is profitable unto all things. Heaven promises of the life that is now and the life that is to come. Look at this in the New Living Translation. Come on here. Pastor, I would have stood but you know, my legs, my back, my neck. You know, I worked all night. Physical training is good. See, there, there, there let me, can I just help you? I just heard the Holy are say. There is always a natural excuse that we could use not to submit to instructions and authority. There will always be one. Every time. I promise you, it's always going to be one. But you got to learn how to submit regardless. Physical training is good. But training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits. Somebody said benefits. I don't know about you, but I like benefits. Not just benefits in the life to come. When I get to heaven, I'm put on my robe, put on my shoe. I'm going to walk around heaven all day that's fine. I need a robe and some shoes to walk around my house now. It says benefits in this life and the one to come. But you got to submit to godliness. Go to 2 Peter chapter 1. Are you still with me? Glory to God. Ooh. Say I must know him. Are y'all getting this? I must know him. Verse 1 of 2 Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all Things, what's left after all that pertain unto life and come on here, godliness through the knowledge of Him that had called us to glory and to virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious benefits, promises. That by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world system through lust. He's given you everything you need to live a godly life. But it has come by us knowing him. Go to Psalms chapter 19. Or go to John chapter 1. Go to John chapter 1. That's what's been given a little recap. Well, here we go. John 1. Are you there? Look at John 1 and 1. She said, what? (laughs) In, (laughs) In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word... Let's read it together. Ready? In the beginning... Say it, and the word was. And the word was God. One more time, everybody ready? Read it loud. In the beginning was the word, and the word was. And the word was God. Can I give you a little side note? And going to do it with this series? Whenever you release the word, you're releasing God. Because it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with with God, and the word was God. When I release the word of God, when I strategically aim the word at any area of my life, I am releasing the almighty God, because God and his word are one, and he cannot fail, and his word cannot fail, so all of your answers are in the word of God. (laughs) So release it and watch it come back it cannot come back empty handed it has to accomplish if you point the word at any area of your body regarding healing it has to produce cause it's God and the Bible says he cannot fail he cannot lie if we find out that he lied about anything this thing is over cause everything is held up on his word It says heaven and earth will pass away before one even jot or tittle of his word ceases to come to pass. Everything is upheld on his word. Glory to God. So how do I train myself to be godly? How do I train myself to be godly? How do I Exercise myself to be—I go to the gym, pastor. I work out. I do the treadmill. I got all that. That's good. So, how do I do that on the spiritual side? How do I train myself to be godly? Anybody want to know? Anybody want to know? Y'all don't seem like it. Wake up your neighbor. Say, "Do you want to know what he's talking about?" Wake him up. Actually, who wants to know how to train themselves to be godly? Raise your hand. Okay, come back next week, and I'll tell you. Give God praise for the word. for the word.